0: So perhaps I needn't sort of uh, tell you really what my theme is today, and that is earthquakes. Earthquakes. Because as I've reflected this week, and it's not where I started, uh, I started weeks ago thinking what I might share with you today, but that's sort of been turned on its head a bit by the events of this last week. And I feel constrained to talk about earthquakes. Because all around the Easter story, there are earthquakes. There was an earthquake when Jesus died upon the cross. We sang about it in that hymn, The Earth Shook. There was an earthquake when Jesus rose from the dead. And if we time, we might touch on another quake that Jesus mentioned in concerning The fact that he would be coming again. I have an awful lot of material, but then I always do. And I was very interested um, at the beginning of the service. Peter won't mind me saying this, I don't think. Um, But uh, somebody thought that the radio mic needed another battery. And they uh, were struggling perhaps to find a battery. And then Peter said, well, no, it's not for the microphone that I'm looking for a battery. I'm looking for a battery for the clock which I thought was good news, you know. I thought it was nothing like uh, sort of hearing that as you come in to take a service, somebody wants to make sure that the clock has got the right battery in it. It's not that one, actually. (laughs) Um, But I have you'll understand, I have a rather warped sense of humour, and I can see humour in all sorts of situations, not just with mother-in-laws. But you know that first earthquake... There, and, and, and it's, it's recorded in um, Luke 27, where Jesus is on the cross. And as he utters those fantastic words, it is finished. It is finished. So the earth shook. And as I've looked at those images this week of the devastation of earthquakes, my mind went to, uh, initially, to the cross to the fact that the temple, or the curtain in the temple, was split from top to bottom. Now if it had been done humanly, it would have been split from bottom to top. But because God split that curtain and opened up the door into the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, where only the priest was allowed to go once a year, but now there was open access to all, It was God who opened up that access. And on that moment of earthquake, access was given. Lifestyle was changed. The centurion, as he looked upon that scene and and heard and saw all that was going on, said, surely this man is the Son of God, an earthquake at the crucifixion. And um, it only occurs in, in Luke's Gospel, but um, as that happened, we're told that tombs split open, and that the saints who believe these would be Jewish believers who would have been trusting for the Messiah to come, They came out of the tombs and after the resurrection, they went in. Now, I find that quite sort of uh, mind-boggling to take on. But it's there in the scriptures. And it happened as a result of an earthquake. And people who were dead came back to life. And we don't know for how long before they died again, as they will have done. But nonetheless, they proclaimed Jesus. There was... There was a momentous event there taking place. And when I see those images of earthquakes, I think of that. (sighs) Sometimes think, where do I stand in the midst of all that? In my prayers, you know, wanting to stand for God. I find myself so weak and helpless at times. I find myself unwilling to speak out. When I should speak, I had a friend visit me yesterday, and um, things have happened this weekend which I wasn 't expecting. I was knew I was coming to you, but I would ask you to pray for Roger Taylor up at Edgeside. He's been ill now for uh, two or three months, and um, I've been filling in there a bit, and I got a call during the week. Uh, would I take their Thursday night communion service, and then will I preach this afternoon? I was hoping it would have been this evening because uh, they changed the times of their services for the summer but they sent the publicity out and they put the wrong time on it so uh, you know you'll appreciate that perhaps time has been a bit of an essence and and yesterday I I got a call on Thursday night saying um, no not uh, Friday Friday night Chappie said uh, can I come and see you and this is an old friend of ours who we've not seen really much for 40 years from Finland, and he was going to be in the area. So how can you say no? You know, and I thought, Lord, I could well do without this, Just that you ever get that with visitors sometimes? Or is it only me? You know, why today, Lord? Why when we're in the middle of decorating and we're and everything is... And wives have a habit of not wanting the place to look a tip. Um, yeah, Gino, good job G's not here. Um, but... Um, you know, all this happening, and it was a bit like an earthquake at home. In fact, the place would have looked like an earthquake at one stage in the week. Um, but these things happen. But God wants us. Uh, the reason I mention that is that Alan, when he came, he's a minister in, um, in Finland, um, and he was talking about some of the things that had happened in his ministerial life, and, and how on a train... Um, he was with a group of uh, folks, not friends, but folks who were obviously on a golfing trip. And uh, they asked him what he would be doing the following day, and he said, I'll be preaching at two different churches. And uh, they were unbelievers, and they in fact, this one fellow said, I'm an atheist. Anyway, when this atheist got off the train, he turned to Alan and he said, make sure you preach two different sermons tomorrow. He was going to be in two different places and, well, some of us would do <laughs> perhaps the same service. Um, uh, but uh, he was an atheist telling him what to do. You know? And it, it was a marvellous opportunity for him to open up and to share his faith. And I thought, yes, Lord, thank you for that fellowship yesterday, although I have to be honest that it came as a bit of a pressure. And it's a bit like An earthquake, things shattering our well-laid-out plans, the things we want to do. Well, that happened there at the crucifixion. The earthquake came, the tombs opened up, the dead were raised to life and giving witness. And Jesus set this centurion free. An earthquake there at the crucifixion. But there was also an earthquake at the resurrection. It comes across in, in, in different ways. But as the women, of course, and it was the women who were at the tomb, uh, the women were always there. Uh, it was lovely. Um, it's the first time I've been up at your the six o'clock service. Um, and uh, when the comment was made, are you here because you feel you ought to be here and you might have a bit of guilt about it, um, the old heart was touched a bit. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we were there because we wanted to be there and to be there at the early dawn. But here the women were there. And you know, the scripture said, while it was still dark at least it was a bit of daylight by the time we got there even if the sun had almost started to come up um, but they were there while it was dark sad, depressed, hopeless but they were there and it's a challenge to us as men folk that it's often the women who are there who are most at the place of prayer who are most at the place where something needs to be done Someone in our church, and I won't say who it was, said some of the best men in our church are women. And I find that quite sort of, you know, to have to say that publicly. Um, But sadly, it is so often true. But there was an earthquake on the day of resurrection. Let me tell you a story. Many of you will know that years ago I used to be associated with the European Christian Mission which had its headquarters at Heightside in Newchurch and uh, we used to um, prepare radio broadcasts at that center for the land of Albania which for 25 years many of you will know was under the control of militant marxism and from 1967 when Enver Hoxha took over um, for 25 years until liberty came in the early 1990s it was under the most extreme communist control and we used to prepare radio broadcasts to go short way radio into Albania it was the only way and, and I'm reminded of that continually because Albania is opening up as a country for the gospel in quite remarkable ways I have a newsletter which I won't have time to share with you but, but great things are happening there in Albania. But my mind goes back to those days where it was a closed land. Nobody could go in under, without special permission. And we wanted to know whether those radio broadcasts were being heard in Albania. So two of our younger workers joined a group of left-wing students going from Paris and went into Albania one Easter weekend... And um, as part of, uh, and of course they were being taken around by uh, um, communist folk and being told all sorts of things of how liberated the land was under communism and so on. Um, But anyway, on Easter Sunday morning, they had a special tourist visit. And they were all going to be going to this visit. When suddenly, there was an earthquake. On Easter Sunday morning in Tirana, the capital of Albania. And uh, a notice came to the tour group. We were going today to visit the Museum of Atheism. But because of the earthquake, it's been damaged and we can't go. Now, I believe God has a sense of humour. You know, on Easter Sunday morning... The centre of the most atheistic country at that time has an earthquake and the Museum of Atheism is closed. And one of the most remarkable things for us about the preparation of those particular broadcasts for Albania was that in those days it was very difficult to find a person who spoke Albanian. We certainly within the mission didn't have one. And so we went to the BBC World Service, who had a broadcast into Albania. And a man, he's dead now, but a man by the name of Alfred Andoni was the man who used to read the World Service broadcast into Albania. And he agreed to translate our Christian messages into Albania into Albanian, and then they would go out on shortwave radio. And the thrilling and exciting thing that happened in all the midst of that is that Alfred was converted. He was just a translator. But because he had to translate each of these gospel messages every week, God's Holy Spirit touched his heart, and he came to faith in Christ. You know, these things happen, and we need to praise God for them. Earthquakes are taking place. Challenging things are happening. God's stirring up all sorts of things in our world. Uh, Part of the newsletter, which, as I say, I haven't time to fully share, but part of that newsletter talks about the fact that today, in the centre of Tirana there will be a radio gospel witness, not just on shortwave radio in secret, but publicly the gospel will be proclaimed, and one of the greatest of the current Albanian translators, as a Christian believer, will be giving that broadcast. These things are happening. Jean and I had the privilege, we we took a holiday in Corfu back in the early 1990s, and I simply did it because at that time you could take a boat, I mean, it's probably so easy now, but at that time, shortly after um, communism had collapsed, you were able to take a day trip from Corfu across to Albania. And one of the most exciting things in my life was to stand on Albanian soil A country that I'd been part of uh, a mission which had broadcast to for 25 years, not quite knowing what was happening, other than the fact that we knew it was being heard, to stand on that soil and to give thanks for the liberty that was there. And those women who were at the tomb, depressed, saddened, grieving, Jesus came to them and he invited them to believe he said come and see and then he said go and tell come and see go and tell and rejoice in what I have done for you. You know there's nothing more thrilling to share the word of God on an Easter Sunday morning because this is the day of resurrection This is the day when God has made all things new. And, um, well, there was an earthquake. An earthquake on Good Friday. An earthquake on Easter Sunday morning. But if we were to turn also to another portion, and uh, yes, I said time would run out, but before Jesus went to the cross... He talked to his disciples about what was to happen, and we'd have to go back into Luke's Gospel and chapter 21, and I'll just do that very briefly. We won't have the whole reading, but he was talking about the end of the age, what was going to happen. And he said among many other things, he said, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Men will faint uh, from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. When these things take place, Jesus said, when these things place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. There was an earthquake at the crucifixion. There was an earthquake... At the resurrection and if we are to look for the signs of the times and it's always difficult to know whether earthquakes are increasing or whether because of modern communication we just know more about them, I don't know I was reading an article uh, um, earlier on at home which talked about the number of tremors that Manchester had well I didn't know that You know, we, we apparently have hundreds of tremors in the course of a year but they're not big they're hardly noticeable anybody remember the last tremor in Rossendale no you're not old enough are you No, no. only somebody like me could remember that 1960s 70s um, there was a tremor which I think uh, the epicenter was in Tomberdon so things happen in Tomberdon. Um but um, you know these things do happen and they're happening around the world If they are increasing, that is a sign of the times. Jesus says, look for these things. That nation will rise against nation. Uh, Pestilences of different kinds. But there's a message of hope in all of this. And the archbishop's message was one of hope. You know, despite what's going on, he said the Christian message is about hope. Resurrection is about hope. And this word today... Stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. New life coming out of death. You'll have heard something of this story before, but I share it with you because it, it's just so personal and real. You know the story of the massacre at the Columbine High School in Colorado. Back in 1998, two boys with guns entered the school and killed 13 children. Eight of them were committed Christians and were deliberately targeted by the murderers. One of them was Cassie Burnell, a 17-year-old with long blonde hair. She'd wanted to cut her hair to make wigs for cancer patients. She'd become a Christian two years earlier. Earlier, radically converted after dabbling in the occult. She was described as a light for Christ in the school and carried her Bible everywhere. On the terrible day, she was reading the Bible in the school library. One of the killers pointed his gun at her head and said, Do you believe in God? Yes, I believe, she replied. Why? But before she could answer, the gunman had shot her in the head. A classmate of hers who was being interviewed on uh, television said she completely stood up for God. This is a 17-year-old. The night she was murdered, Cassie's brother Chris found a poem she had written just two days before her death. In it was this line. Whatever it takes, I will be the one who lives in the fresh newness of life of those who are alive from the dead. Testifying to her resurrection experience in Christ. She was alive, although she was then murdered, she went to be with her Lord. And there are people, I prayed in our intercessions, about those who are suffering around the world. Anybody read the book Secret Believers? Well, I do encourage you to read it if you get hold of a copy. It's one of Brother Andrew's publications, but rather different from anything else that's ever been written. In actual fact, it's a novel. And what he's done is to gather facts, true true instances, true circumstances, true life stories, true people and he has woven it into a novel so that in actual fact he's changed the names of the people so you can neither identify actual people or actual towns or one particular country but the novel lays out what it means to be a Christian believer in some of the most difficult parts ...of the world, particularly those in the Middle East. Secret believers by Brother Andrew. And, and, and my heart is burdened for those... I mean, we have it so easy. Uh, how difficult I find it to stand for Christ. It's nothing compared with those who are struggling in many of these other lands. Listening to um, a Christian friend of ours who spent some time working in Afghanistan... ...said that often... Uh, the Muslim believers dare not worship with other believing Christians from other countries. Their lives would be on the line. These are in nations which we are supposed to be liberating and giving democracy to. To be a Christian believer is still a very dangerous thing. And um, I could go on and share much more on that. But, you know, every earthquake, however devastating it is, you hear the stories of those uh, coming out of Italy at the moment. It grieves me when they, uh, they pray and they talk about their church, but that it has nothing of hope to offer to them now that's not true of all who are part of the Roman Catholic faith but they have no hope but what we are saying we have a hope our hope is in the Lord Jesus died he rose again and as we look out on our world and we see the devastation that there is around there is hope in our Lord Jesus Christ he says, look, look up stand up Lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. That's the next great experience of the church. That Christ is coming again to take us to be with himself, to restore his kingdom. And to make us a people that he wants us to be for the whole of eternity. And so, perhaps you'll understand where the images of earthquakes this week as sort of, um, uh, well, I've had so many uh, uh, thoughts and perhaps not got them across very well this morning, but um, God has been in every one of those and, and through those earthquake experiences has drawn people to himself.